0: Hello, and welcome to the intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Crystal is a member of the Producers Guild of America, an American Association for the Advancement of Science, if then ambassador, and a member of New York Women in Film and Television. Crystal is CEO and founder of URU The Right To Be, Inc. And she is a bad ass. Today's episode is called Gratitude Prayer. Without further ado... Here's Crystal Renee Emery.
1: Hello, and um, how's everybody doing today? I am actually feeling a little better, though my voice always sounds like I smoked a carton of cool cigarettes and just came home from a jazz concert. But um, maybe some of you like that sound. Anyway, I'm feeling a little better because... Today's word is gratitude. And you know, gratitude is a hard word, right? Like why would such a wonderful word be so difficult? I think in part that our society has become so obsessed with complaining and immediate gratification that we've forgotten what the most simplistic foundation of living are. And you know, gratitude is one of them. I am going to read the first four elements of the Law of Gratitude. There are 12, but I'm only going to read the first four. They were received by Guru Madeleine from the Holy Order of Yod. I have asked her permission to share this with you as it has blessed me in so many ways, seen and unseen. The Law of Gratitude. Number one. Gratitude acknowledges goodness in all there is. It is a practice discipline. Number two, when the heart opens to gratitude, it opens to understanding that every moment is a lesson divinely designed to bring you to greater unity with all that is. Number three, gratitude plants seeds of thought that permits vulnerability. To the unseen. Number four, love and gratitude are one. When thank you becomes part of every thought, you are able to recognize the gifts and miracles of every day designed to bring you closer to love. The law of gratitude has helped me in very, very difficult times to be grateful for everything in that moment. Look, everybody has difficult moments. Right? I mean, we deal with emotionality every day. We deal with death. We deal with sorrow. But when all we can see is the difficulty, when the pain is so intense that we see nothing good about anything we're experiencing. You know, it happens. But sometimes, if we can see beyond the difficulty and the pain, we can learn a valuable lesson. Last Sunday was one of those days that truly tried me and my quest for gratitude. My husband wasn't feeling well, and at five o'clock in the morning, I had to pee. Yes, I did say I had to pee. When I asked him to help me, he said he was too tired to get up and that he was feeling in pain. By 7 a.m., I had literally peed on myself. And believe me, it wasn't a drip. It was like a full flood. The home health aide that was supposed to help me that day, who actually was always on time, was three hours late. So for three hours, I had to lay in my cold sweat and urine. Three hours. Why was this happening to me? I gave so much of my life towards helping others, is it too much to afford me the small dignities such as not having a lie in my own ways? Those thoughts reverberated throughout my mind while I was there, feeling entirely alone and abandoned. Within me, there was this thought that, well, somebody's going to come. By the time the aid finally arrived, And my husband was strong enough to get up. The damage was already done. It literally took three hours to clean me up and the bed. Just so you understand, cleaning me requires that I hang from the ceiling in stirrups the whole time. I got through the horrible Sunday. I got through it without hating my husband or the aid. But I got through that horrible Sunday. I got through it without hating my husband or the home health aide. I got through hours of humiliation, of feeling so small, without hating God, without hate. And I was grateful. I was grateful that my husband was in the house and not in the hospital. I was grateful that the aid did come. I was grateful that I got cleaned up by people who cared about me. I was grateful, given my condition, to be living at home. If I can push past the urge to sink into a dark spiral of negativity, I know whatever my time is on the earth, that I will leave it in peace. Whatever my next reincarnation is, it will be easier than this lifetime. Gratitude is a counterbalance to so much struggle in one's life. It is a squaring of the negative and assist you in rising above all of the gravitational pull and all of the very limitedness that our eyes see. The law of gratitude has to be practiced. Ask someone who works with us. And anytime something goes wrong, she starts screaming or slamming things. Look, if you get a flat tire, a flat tire can be mended, right? It's not like you totaled the car. Nobody was maimed. Nobody died. But the littlest things set this woman off. I look at her, and when things like this happen, you know, we sometimes get so caught up in how it didn't work the way we thought it would work, that we just lose sight of everything. And believe me, this happens to everyone, including me. But it is with that gratitude and, and reading the law of gratitude that I try to experience everything. Even when something's changed or wasn't what I thought it should be, I look for that little silver lining of gratitude. That's the way I approach every day. Grateful for the little things that are big things, like being able to breathe. I recently asked one of the people around me to write down a list of the things they were grateful for. They listed 10 items, all material things. They were grateful for their car. They were grateful for their new apartment. I mean, every single thing was a material thing. And I thought it was interesting that they didn't mention that they were grateful for their family or their children. And this is no judgment there. You know, these are the things that were important to that person. I'm grateful when I'm able to take a breath, when I'm able to open my eyes, when I'm able to feel love. When you get caught up in the whole material realm, Try to be grateful for a hug, a smile, someone holding a door open for you. Those little things can change your vibration, and each time you become more grateful within every moment of your life, the world changes, and this is really true. Each time that you do an act of kindness, you know, it it goes into that bucket which eventually becomes a tsunami of love. I am grateful to the people who are in my life, whether they bring conflict, chaos, or peace. Because in each moment I learn, I am grateful to the universe for showing me love. I am grateful to my grandma, wherever she is, for in her eyes, I only saw beauty. So as you go through your day, please take the time to think about the first four laws of the law of gratitude and how you can apply them in your life every day, every moment. Number one, gratitude acknowledges goodness in all there is. It is a practice discipline. Number two, when the heart opens to gratitude, it opens to understanding that every moment is a lesson divinely designed to bring you to greater unity with all that is. Number three, gratitude plants seeds of thought that permit vulnerability to the unseen. Number four, love and gratitude are one. When thank you becomes part of every thought, you're able to recognize the gifts and the miracles of every day designed to bring you closer to love. I am so grateful to Guru Madeleine for her teachings, and her work that have enabled me to see life differently, that have opened me up to hear that inner voice, that higher power. And so I wanted to share that with you today, that we can complain about a lot of things, but if we looked in each one of those complaints, there's something that we could be grateful for. Kissing your heart, namaskar, And again, thank you, Guru Madeline, for allowing me to share the law of gratitude. Again, namaskar. Thank
0: you for joining us on this episode of The Intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Subscribe if you like today's episode and want to receive notifications when new episodes are available. New episodes will be available every Monday and Thursday. If you would like to learn more about or support Crystal's work, please visit urutherighttobe.org. You can also follow Crystal on Twitter at Crystal R. Emery or at Changing Stem. Music is provided by Jay Hogard featuring I Am Free from his album Harlem Hieroglyphics. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Namaskar.